Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's November 14, 2019, in FSM Power Hour. Uh, JD is not with us tonight right now. I don't know if he's coming in late or what. I haven't heard from him today. Uh, make that brother RJ to stop in also, but still then. With me. Uh, well, let's get this show going. Last week we talked about white culture. About uh, how, you know, I don't know if anybody even checked it out, Google, listen to my show. Uh, but uh, what is white culture? Uh, uh, things we do, parades we have, soldier stuff. We salute our heroes, Confederate uh, soldiers, Confederate flags. That's all part of our history, part of our culture. And uh, also, you know, things that women have done all their lives, remedies for grandma had, stuff like that. Uh, great. We enjoy our holiday, Thanksgiving, the holiday, part of our culture. Uh, I don't, you know, and when I looked it up on Google, it pretty much just had us labeled one way or the other, either a hateful separatist if you walk around with your head held high, or you're uh, either that or you're, you're white heel walking around staring at your toes, man. It's just not right. Uh, that really bugs me up. I, I just uh, don't know what to think about. I mean, it's a one-way street if you're white. It's, it's, it's just down to the fist, man. That's where they want you to be. Uh, rubbing us out, man. Off to the gas chamber, boys. You're white. Uh, like Hitler did the Jews. I mean, we're, we're getting that treatment, especially as white men. I mean, even our women have fought for women's rights against the white man. What's the right? I mean, what right do they have by our the Holy Bible they got to submit to man? So, I mean, yeah, you got your right to vote, I guess, and voice your opinion about it. But that's in the workplace that sets the white man back one more step, even to his woman. Uh, uh, it's just sickening what what this uh, country has come to. Uh, and, and if you watch this impeachment trial, if you watch this, uh, I mean, the Democrats are, are. How would you like to be President Trump standing up there? without even being able to face your accuser, people sticking up for him can't see the accuser. And, uh, I mean, pretty soon, I mean, that's it's going to be stuff like that that puts guys like us in jail. Oh, your white supremacist. I mean, it's just anything to get us out of society and get us off the streets so they can feed our people into the blind. You know, thinking we don't even have culture, man. Uh, that's a lot of things, and it's all been by the white man that founded this whole great country. Once we've made it great, then what, they come here and take it away. It tells how shitty of a race we've been and hateful and, and get back. I also looked up, uh, uh, when did white guilt start? I really didn't get a chance to discuss it, but I'll type it in right now. Just, uh, I'm curious, you know, how did white shaming of white people start? That's what I typed, yeah. Uh, 32 seconds to miss Ted. Shaming white people might stop some of them from calling white people for calling the cops just the first step. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Snitch. We, nobody likes a snitch, not even the bullies. They only like a snitch while he's snitching. When he runs out of people to snitch on, he winds up in jail. Uh, that a million times. Who the hell wants a rat around? You know, just looking for anything petty. You're joining a bar, man. I could hear him beating her through the thin walls. 
real, but it transpired that the threshold when once you call the cops and emergency. I thought this was about white guilt. Last month, a white woman called the cops on black people for barbecuing charcoal grill in Lake Merritt Park in Oakland, California. All this happened in April. The ordeal went viral past week as a stress
two uh, wounded. Uh, I was reading it, and it was talking about white people calling the police on niggers, you know, and, uh, and how this started out in Philadelphia. And that, you know, then the white lady went to jail. Really? Yeah. We're calling the cops. I mean, we don't... Why would she go to jail? I don't know. They were grilling in the park or something. And I imagine it was one of those parks where you're not allowed to have a fire. I thought they were... Yeah, yeah. This big major cop's got his hands tied, so he can't do nothing about it. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous what it's come to with the white race. I mean, we we're not allowed to do nothing or say nothing. Um, when when I was looking all this up, um, this uh, culture, it it took me to a, I seen one pop up a paragraph about the census under it, and white. Hispanic and uh, white, Hispanic and Spanish are all thrown in all three for the white people as census, and the other two come before us. So there's more Hispanic, Latin, uh, <clears throat> white right in a row. So we're the last in line. But just to make our numbers look bigger, they mix us in with a bunch of Mexican, <clears throat> Hispanic. What's that, Hayes? Well, you, you know, it's you know, um, they go by the father, by the by the color of the father or the father's nationality to define their their identity. I guess you know that, right? Yeah. But if you have a white dad and a Mexican mom, like Zimmerman, then they call you a white person, even though he's half Mexican. Right. But he's surely not white, and why would they? Why wouldn't they put a true number on a census of white people? Because you know, when they came to your house, there's a question: Are you Caucasian? Uh, I said yes. There's three Caucasians in my house. Why yeah. wouldn't we, there be spot for Caucasian or white, like every other race? I mean, why do we got to be thrown in the bucket with a bunch of Mexicans? I don't know. Fucked up, because I, I think if, if they put yeah. out the real numbers, the reality would actually sink in. Is what I think, personally. Yes, that's the truth, right there. That's what you you hit it on the head, JD. Um, and then that, of course, that would rile the white man because look at and, and, uh, the way our hands are tied. Is just, it's yeah. No, I'm serious. I mean, if the true numbers actually came out, they'd probably be, you know. Uh, a kumbaya until the wishes coming together to where, um, yeah, yeah, where they wouldn't have before. Well, they thinking they're setting a nice, comfy 10%. And I think it's realistically more along the lines of maybe five or six percent, yeah, yeah, right around. I didn't. I think it was 63% with uh, Hispanic and Latinos going in with us. And so you're right. We're probably right around 5 or 6% with those two being mm-hmm. in front of the white man and, and not alphabetical order Hispanic in front of Latino, H-I-J-K-L. I guess it would be in alphabetical order. But uh, I don't think that's the way it is. I think it's the size of the number that's the order it is because Asians don't kick it off even though there is more Asian movies. But uh, I guess that, that niggers don't kick it off. African-Americans. There's there's more Asians than anything in America. Mm, yeah. I mean, just sit here and discuss what, how many, what the population of our race is in, in our own country. In our own country, we can't even discuss there's 50,000 Mexicans 20,000 niggers, 40,000 Chinese. It'd be called racist uh, and wrong, right? Yeah. Only no, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter uh, what we say. It doesn't matter what we say. Or it just, you know what I mean? We don't have any input on anything. 
Right. And then they're going to start shaming you for being part of your race. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, kiss my ass. Huh? They can kiss my ass. Yeah. Um, let me try asking what the white guilt are. Well, I'm playing that game with anybody. Uh, I don't care. I mean, I, I said I'm, I'm not playing that game with anybody. I'm very proud of my heritage. There was a lot of there was a lot of accomplishments that I really can't go into detail uh, along my family the anatomy, tree. The anatomy huh? of white guilt. Race. It says uh, the first you got Wikipedia, and then the first one down is the anatomy of white guilt. Racial equity tool. Uh, yeah, so they so they can be racially equal, so their niggers can go to school. And graduate with the white kids that are smarter, even though they're not got passing grades. <laughs> the paper entitled "The Emotional Lives of White People" describes a variety of feelings we have as white people, including fear, hatred, indifference, amnesia, anesthesia, uh, denial, loneliness, anger, and hopelessness. That paper I contact. Amnesia, amnesia, indifference, and dental denial. What I call AAID for shorthand, but us off from having strong feelings about racial injustice. At least when we experience guilt, we have gone beyond amnesia, anesthesia, indifference, and denial. AAID. My point of view, whoever wrote this, uh, coming out of AAID is a positive thing because at least we are starting to feel something. We experience real guilt. We may discover that there is indeed something wrong. And guilt can make us, as white people, want to do something about racism. In this brief paper, I want to explore the Guilt. First, I will share some general thoughts on guilt. Second, I will reflect on different that white people feel guilt. And third, I will discuss how we can transform our guilt into creative force of change. So, what's that? Racism? Yeah, I guess. They, uh, they've used that card so much that I'm just numb to it. I don't even know if I, you know, now I just. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Before it used to. You know what I mean? It's actually a compliment. Yeah. But I've been had the I've had the racist racist card thrown at me that half my life, if not more. But yet I know right. more minorities. I know more minorities that are more racist than I am, because you know you know when you uh, when you make eye contact with them. First one that breaks eye contact has a, a problem with your race. I mean, that kind of sounds stupid, but when you're waiting on somebody, uh, you're waiting on somebody. Uh, you're waiting on somebody. No, Shit. no, I was here by myself tonight. RJ said he might pop <laughs> in, and uh, I was hoping you just running late. <laughs> Yeah, that late never, bro. I gave him an hour and a half a uh, week or two before. It was last week, and RJ came in <clears> towards <throat> the end. Uh, then we talked for another hour. But I was going on uh, white culture pretty good for a good hour and a half. <laughs> but tonight it's white. Why we got to be guilty? Well, you know, as Pastor Brothers always stated, there's been no law to protect a white man since World War II. And right. that is true to this day. I mean, why is yeah. there white hate? Why, why, do we only, or why are we the only ones being charged with hate crimes? You could be other, any know. other color or minority. You go out and beat the shit out of somebody and, well, geez, um, well he's the minority. He's, he, he was defending himself. Really? No. Put everything out. You see the news last night down in Texas, this nigger lady 
beat up a white girl. She was, uh, oh, she was not retarded. She was, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, they're uh, not boys. Well, anyway, she wasn't right in the head, but she managed to send public schools and the teacher um, autistic. She was autistic, and the, and the black substitute teacher beat the shit out of this little white girl. I mean, downright beat her to the ground and was whooping her ass as a teacher on a on an autistic uh, teenager. Made national news, but they didn't call it a hate crime. Should have been. Yeah, if a white guy would have done it, it would have been all over every news station. We've heard about it for days, and it's been a hate crime. And the Black Lives Matter would have gathered if Obama was still in office. It would have been a whole big ordeal. Cops would have had to die. The tons of dope would have came into the neighborhood. White people all around the area would be dying from drug overdoses. Yet they would not be able to find where dope came from. Unless they wanted to roll into a couple of niggers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sickening. And then now these, uh, in Illinois, they just passed a law that gives minorities the right, when they open up these uh, marijuana centers, uh, it gives the minority first chance at all business and where they want to start up. So they can take it over in a nice white neighborhood and start up a fucking some nigger can out of the out of the straight out of the projects get a business loan and go start a bankery in your neighborhood. And he's gonna be moving there and bringing all that riprap with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I've noticed the dispensaries out here. Well, I mean, I'm in a uh, nicer neighborhood than a lot of people, but you know, the dispensaries I can just see it getting around here. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, I went through Oklahoma. You know, they do pick the nicer neighborhoods to put those dispensaries. Of course they would. If you put them down by the ghetto where all these niggers are at, they'd be driving through the window and stealing all the weed. I've seen a bunch of them got busted. Three or four of them did, uh, I believe, also in Texas where they walked right into the store owner's store. And started smashing and taking his jewelry out of the of a jewelry shop. And he, the store owner was in the back behind a uh, two-way mirror. And he seen him. And he come out with a pistol and started shooting him. Yeah, it was in Texas. He started shooting at him. He hit a couple of them. And uh, three of them got away. The cops got the other two that got hit. And uh, they found the car. And there was a whole bunch of fucking jewelry in it, but it was from another jewelry store. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, not far from there. They got robbed a couple days beforehand just the same way. Dumbass still had it in their vehicle? Still had it in the car, driving around with it. Let's just ask if they're trouble. Yeah, you know, down there in Mississippi, the... Uh, back in the day, a nigger was stealing chain, and he, they found him in the bottom of the creek. Tried to blame the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff said that nigger should have known better to swim with so much chain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Held him down on the bottom. <laughs> Good for the sheriff, right? What? Quit the minister. That nigger would steal and change. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this white culture shit? Um, I would t- I t- I say it's time to start making white butt hats. But that's just my personal opinion. Start wearing it around town. Anybody got a problem with it? Light them up. My thing is, is, is I shouldn't be put down because of my race. And it, I mean, basically, it's been a role reversal since, since uh, you know, after World War II. As far as you know, us being um, by, us being the major superpower, you know, or the major intelligent people in the world, and then you know, we're so so-called races now. You know, I mean, or 
they, you know, we thought about man, it's just really, it's really annoying, and it's really, um, like I said, I'm numb from being called a racist. Right, the way it's going. Well, they, a lot of people do it just to benefit their own. You know, other cultures do it just to benefit their own damn good, and that's all. It, it all there is to it. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works this easy. I was watching Survivor last night. This lady wanted this guy out. They showed a scene where the guy was laying down. He run his hand down the back of her leg or calf. He was on the ground at a uh, uh, function they had all got to go to. And they all lay in tight quarters, and they showed his arms going over another lady. They were making uh, sexual harassment claims, and they wanted to vote it off. It got so bad, the producer stepped in and had a talk with all of them and had a talk with the guy. Told him he could stay, but he just got stopped. He owned a business, and he didn't know where it was coming from. And uh, he said, really, I'm not like that. He was a producer that works with women every day. He kind of cool to me. But uh, in the end, I mean, he didn't get voted off. And it's been a big ordeal through the rest of the show about it. Uh, well, you guys think I'll leave him home. Then the one lady that signed with him, she liked the guy. And she said, she felt like shit for voting for him. He didn't get voted off, but, but the other girl had deceived her and lied to her and told her that, you know, told her these lies. She wanted him off just for it. She was an older lady. I don't like that shit. Yeah. And, uh, and then come to find out she's been lied to and, and just to, to try to win a position. And they had a big talk about it at their tribal council that that's bullshit. Because a couple other guys were business owners and had to deal with women and sexual harassment on the job. But, I mean, it's just that easy for women as it is for niggers to say, he's he's called me a nigger. So what? And they call each other a nigger. So. Especially in these bigger, like, you get closer, like, uh, in the city, uh, St. Louis, sounds like that, Oklahoma City, fucking Chicago. Kansas City. I mean, these niggers dominate the factory. So you're in oh, there. Yeah. You're a white guy. You're playing with them on a daily basis, talking to them. You know, you got to work with them on the line. You're making the best of it. Call them Jim Shoe. Fuck with them a little bit. Get your kicks, you know. Oh, yeah. I would. White men. Huh? I would. And you, you got about six or eight of these niggers around each other calling each other niggers all day long. So you oh, pop in with it, hey, nigger. Well, he wants on Jerry <laughs> Curl to have your job. So right away he reports you for calling him a nigger. Well, they act like it, they deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you, you actually lose your job. And that goes on your work history when you goes on to get the next job and you get that place for for uh, reference. They're saying, hey, man, I don't know. He was racist. You know, he got fired for being racist. Yeah, that's not good. You know, yeah. I mean, it just all the way around fucks the white man. Oh, yeah. And it always will until something happens to make a change. Yeah, or the, then you know if it ain't the nigger, it's one of the girls rubbing up, getting close, making you think something's going on. You reach out and touch her. Next thing you know, you're race, you're uh, sexually harassing her. Yeah. Uh, and some girls do get sexually harassed. I understand this, but not every time. And if she's down there playing around laughing and joking with you and you happen to touch her arm or back or shoulder oh you know she's just looking for a way to get your spot right your job might be a little easier than hers but she goes down there screaming about how sexual harassment is and then next thing you know you're fired she's in your spot 
<laughs> yeah. Really? Not, not a fair world out there, is it? Mm-mm. No. No, the white man's getting short changed all the way around. Oh, yeah. That's not our culture. We don't do that. We always uh-huh. come out on top. Ain't that yeah. right? Yeah. That would be correct. Huh? I said, yes, that would be correct. Yeah, I mean, every race is trying to come out on top. I'm, you know, uh, just because they're not smarter than us and we seem to excel in those areas. I mean, why do we got to give up? Why would you take a guy that's less qualified just because he's black? Uh, so the EEOC laws, equal, equal employment, you know, whatever it is, equal opportunity employment. I mean, they have to send in stats every quarter or every year. Every business does, and, you know, it, mm-hmm. it makes it unfair for everybody. So what you're saying, if we canceled that law, these niggers wouldn't have a job, would they? No. Yeah, no. No, they wouldn't. Um, back when I first got out of prison, I was listening to the news on the radio, and they were talking about the Illinois State Police over there around uh, Freeport area. And it was the local Freeport station. And they were saying how um, back in the 60s when affirmative action came into play, uh, to get into the state cop, state police school, you had to do all this testing. Well, a bunch of knickers got bumped up and their test scores weren't as high as the white guy's scores. Well, they got an attorney and started a lawsuit. Just well, now getting down to it in 2000. You know what I mean? And uh, they finally won. And the judge ordered that they get their pensions and everything just as if they was there, equal to those niggers, and, uh, like, uh, promotions for those pensions also. So if you would have been there in the 60s, you would have been a captain by now. You should be getting a captain and didn't even have to work for it. Hmm. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. They kicked the white guy out who'd have better score than the black guy. Yeah, yeah. I bet. That's not equal opportunity. No, hell no. There's no such thing as equal opportunity. <clears throat> I mean, the only thing that... Uh, I mean, that's the only, only thing that... I mean, that's one of the many things that hurts the white man. You know, as a matter of fact, that when I'm on a level playing field, shit gets reported to the federal government. And, I mean, everything just keeps going on and on and on. Everything's against us and not with us or for us. Yeah, but to sit here and talk about it like this would be hate speech? Well, you know, my mom said a long time ago, EOE should have been, you know, out. Out the fucking door. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing useful about this type of treatment. I mean, now even the women. And transvestites. Right. They want the fucking job before you, they get it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tranny rights. For, for tranny rights now. Yeah. Yeah. They're really getting them going like the Olympics and shit. Because um, you can't be a man in a woman's sport. I don't care if you did change your body. You're still a, a man in a woman's sport. Yeah. Of course you're going to dominate over these women, but you can't do dominate over the, the own your own gender. Mm-hmm. 
But why would you be allowed? Something's been there for quite some time. Nothing. If you were a man and you're now a woman, you can go down there and talk about how you're transgender and that you, you're really a woman inside, but you're 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 going to play as a man because you're truly a man. <laughs> right? I'm portraying myself right. to be a woman. I'm going to get out here and play in your Olympics. And to be fair, I'm going to play as the, the what I was born as. Yeah. And so it may appear if I'm winning gold medals that a woman won the man's field, but really it was a man. I'd feel right. better about that than yeah. I do these men going in and dominate a woman's field. What was that joke, uh, that that one kind of little cartoon joke that, uh, well, it's a boy now, but we'll have to give it 20 years to decide its uh, sexuality. Jesus Christ. And it's doctor delivery doctors, you know, delivering babies. <laughs> you fucking kidding me. Yeah. I mean this is bullshit. Yeah. It is. Treated and pushed around and all this shit about bullying in the news. And everything else, and, and they don't talk about how the white race is being bullied. We get bullied all the time. Yeah, bullied right down into white guilt. So we got to walk yeah. around staring at our color, scared to speak it, so you don't, ain't called a race. Oh, yeah, oh, they still call us that. Some people do anything to not be called a racist. I mean, that means I got to walk around guilty looking at my toes for being white or walk around with my head held high and be called a racist. Well, goddamn, you called me a racist. Huh. I, I would you? just be like, yeah. I, I don't care what anybody calls me anymore. I'll be young. Beyond, you know, I mean, it's above and beyond everything else. I mean, it, it, everything's just going to continue in the status quo as it is now. And there's nothing we can do to change it. All we can do is um, keep recruiting and keep recruiting and keep training. Yeah. And really, the guy's backed into a corner. And, you know, they're constantly pushing beds our way, provocateurs, trabacores, anything they can to shut down anything that the white man wants to uh, bring a few fellows together and let white guys gather. Yeah. If white guys gather, they got to be doing something wrong. Start putting some niggers in there with you and make sure everything's cool. Yeah, pretty much. And then you got to listen to rap music and the Jungle Bunny jump and everything else. Then that nigger's got to get up there and want to do his little karaoke of the damn rap show. Uh, I mean, our white culture's, you know, rock and roll and well, and bluegrass country music. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to hear that stuff. No. <laughs> and they pushed no. it on our kids. I mean, remember when they they had rock and roll videos? And some of yeah, them remember when, when remember when M, remember when MTV didn't have any commercials? Yeah. <laughs> They'd get them girls up there, and they'd be about half naked. They'd have to censor everything. Yeah. And then these niggers come in rapping, and the girls were even more naked than what they were on the rock and roll videos, and, and they didn't have to censor them. So every young mm. fucking white kid fucking 
15 and up, they're constantly watching these videos looking at the half-naked white girls. Right. Uh-huh. Or suddenly, you know, they're going to think the niggers are cool because that's where you get these half-naked white girls. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. They're talking about shooting up the police, getting away with everything. And they're not being censored like the, the other bands are. And yet they, uh, and then they prosper. Now we got these white kids running around acting like niggers, like uh, uh, brainwashing them, subliminal messages. You know, tell them it's all right to act black and run around want to talk that fucking stupid slang. Uh, you know, get your ebonics education. I don't know. And, and other white people look at it like it's cool. Oh, look at him. He's cool. He's running around with fucking hair and cornrows like a damn nigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Catering to him. Just catering to him. Oh, it's cool. No, it ain't cool. You're going to actually sit down and eat. That motherfucker, hell, even in prison, they sat on their own side with their own kind. They didn't want to mix up with the white people. The Mexicans didn't want to mix up with the whites or the Mexicans. They didn't even like sitting on that outer edge close to us, the niggers or the Mexicans. Or the, even the Chinese guys, they sat in the middle with the lemmy. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? The bikers sat amongst the white people. Aryan sat amongst the white people. I mean, you had those guys that were weak that you make you crazy. I mean, you, you stuck up for them when you had to. It's hard to stick up for a guy that won't stick up for himself, but it's hard to stand there and watch some fucking nigger run some weaker white man into the fucking ground and take advantage of him all the way. And right. not hit him in Great the chest a few times. You know what I mean? Got him in the fucking back room going down on him and shit because he's fucking weak. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah, I know a guy like that that was scared. He think, um, another guy was in the unit, one of our guys, and he, uh, he, the kid was in his room crying on the news. And the old boy looked in there to see what was going on and it was a white guy with fucking yellow jumpsuit on the news. He's scared to death that what's going on. He's like, Chuck, you know, old boy says, open the door. He said, no, I ain't open the door. Why not? He said, the nigger told me I had to pay rent. I don't trust nobody. I can't pay rent. I ain't got no money. That's what he's crying about because he ain't got no money. He just got there and it's funny. Everybody knows your money ain't going to touch down for a month. So <laughs> they just went on pimping that boy out for money. And uh, they was going to turn him into a queer. And old boy said, no, you ain't. No, you ain't. You don't worry about it. He said, you ain't paying no fucking rent. I'll make sure of it. And uh, dude was scared. He hardly come out of his room. And then finally comes store day when he had money. And uh, old boy said, you go over there and go to the store and come on back, he said. And stay up in your room and I'll take care of the rest. He went to the store and he come back in his room. He went to knock on the door. He done just like he was told. Here come the niggers wanting to collect their rent. Well, old boy was standing right there, you know. He was an officer within the Aryan Nation at the time. And, uh, uh, well, he checked them and told them how this shit wasn't going on. You ain't doing that. That's a white kid, man. And, well, we ended up taking that one in under our wing. Uh, he was with us for quite some time. And then uh, last night, you know, he was in my deck for two or three years. He was good, dude. He's scared to death. That poor kid, he, was, he couldn't bench a 35-pound dumbbell with both hands. He was weak. He was scared. Oh, my God. I was scared for him. I, he couldn't. He, I said, Gump, man, they can't keep protecting you, man. You look like my girlfriend. I said, you're at least going to have to step up. <laughs> talk, talk back to them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Tell them, fuck you or something. Uh, and I'll come up and see what's going on and help you out some, man. Yeah. He finally, after a few things went right for him, listening to what I told him, well, of course, you know, when 
you got Syrian nation looking over your shoulder. Not too many people want to fuck with you. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Made a young white guy feel good, you know. And, and the niggers didn't get to take case advantage of this. Turn him into a fucking queer. And uh, they give me an idea. So I started watching for these young white guys to come in. If they was a little scared, I don't care if he's even a little bit scared. That might have been your cousin or something. You know what I mean? Uh, one of my best friends' cousins or something. I don't know. I sure couldn't have white guys being treated like that. Uh, nah. So I, I, I start uh, having guys up there on the on the door when they come in. See a new white a guy come in on the new and he's white. He act, he's talking white and acting white. We'll pull him off to the side and then, uh, you know, see if he wants to hang. He seems straight. He's straight. If he ain't, let him ride out. See you later. Beat it. Or just talk to him a little bit. Hang out. Tell him meet you down on the weight pile, you know. Uh, kids can get down there. And, and uh, when, when, once they see him hanging out with the Aryan Nation, like he walked right in the door and was, was rolling with us, it kind of changes their fucking attitude and the, their outlook a little bit. Like, God damn. They were always on me. Don't let me catch you recruiting. Motherfucker, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> no shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I tell him. Motherfucker, what are you going to do? He just smile. He, 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 you know, like he trying to intimidate me, some goofy fucking nigger with black face and white eyes. Motherfucker. <laughs> You're talking to a true white man here. We were conquerors. That, we, we don't fuck around. We're warmongers. That's also yeah. part of our culture. Huh? Oh, yeah. Travelers, conquerors, warmongers. We do it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we first floated our boat into China, and I'm sure the boat was, what, have maybe 100 white guys on it to run the damn ship. They're all hungry, they're all thirsty, and they all need a woman. Sure, they're going to get off out that there, and they're going to. They're not going to leave no seat behind to have no kids. One or two of them might be drunk. But, but, you know, they ain't coming back and they ain't taking care of that kid. Um, it was That's what you truly call their mistake. And, uh, yeah. But yet, you know, they go there and they meet with the king and they'd have their little dinner with him. And you got to watch what you eat off the king's table. It might be a little, you know might be doped up for you to take advantage of you. Them guys all cooked and ate before they went to meet the king at their own camp. They ate their own food, stuff they gathered up that looked like the stuff that they ate. They went there and they met with the king or, or the leader, whoever, and then went back to their boat, traded. They did made their trades for the food that they liked and the jewels that they had, and, uh, and then they would load them up on that boat and go back to where they came from and take them home to their king. And if he liked hmm. the jewels, he sent them back there to deal with them again to get more. Uh, you know, we, we always uh, dealt with different races. We, we just, you know, and didn't hate and kill all through life. And that's, I mean, where we're at today. They just got us labeled as racist, hateful killers. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, that's going to continue. Right. Uh, but if, if, if you go back through our history, I mean, Christopher Columbus came to America. He didn't dive right off the boat and start killing Indians. He came out the fucking boat shaking hands to see what you got. What you got to trade? Look what I got. <laughs> oh, you don't want gold? We'll take all that gold you got. I'll give you some furs and I'll give you some fucking food. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were outnumbered when they jumped off that boat. They had a whole fucking country's worth of Indian uh, Chinamen or wherever they traveled to. You know what I mean? You get off. That guy's got an army there, and you don't even speak their language. You better fucking be halfway nice. Yeah. You know, getting uh... <laughs> uh-huh. and then, Yeah, no kidding, uh... I mean, to uh, 
we're separatists, more separatists than the Aryan nation where, you know, we don't believe in that interracial mixing, not even uh, active like them, uh, you know, going to their music. We, we prefer our own culture in our own way and to teach our people our own ways and our own culture, how to make the weapons that we use in primitive time for weapons of war and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Teach our kids how to shoot and do everything that the other countries teach their children to do. Right. That's racist. Teach them to breathe with their own cotton. They don't, hey, you can go over there and run around with niggers a little bit if you want. You ain't got to break bread with them or nothing. But, I mean, if you're playing sports with them, you're going to have to work with them on the job site eventually. Uh, You ain't got to fucking be punching them in the eye every time you see them. But then again, you ain't got to be a fucking buddy either. You ain't sitting with him at lunch. You ain't fucking palling around with him after work. Uh, you know, the day is over. The day is over. We've done what we need to do here. Now, uh, you know, and I dealt with you in a civil manner. Now we got to go. Back to my boat. <laughs> <laughs> with my people. <laughs> you can't go there. That's my boat, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, you people stay on your land, and I will sit on my boat on the shore and sleep in my bunk. And when it was over, they they packed up their boat, and went back, like I said, back to their home country, and showed the king the jewels and the, and the spoils of the trade. Yep. Oh, you know, there's a lot of oohs and ahs there. But to a whole other country. But somebody else has already been there and been back, and you're just making a run for them. You know, you come back with stuff you've never seen before. We were travelers. We were traders. We dealt with them other countries, and we dealt with other races. And and we wasn't always hateful races. You know, come along one time when we started buying a few niggers and give them work to do keep them busy while they was laying around the farm, they call that racing. Yeah. The only way you get them is buy them. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't even save his life unless you paid for him. Yeah. And then we put them up and we give them their own little chow hall. We give them their own little uh, houses to live in. We bred up the biggest niggers with the biggest women. We bred the smallest ones with the smallest ones. And there was work for all of them. Oh, yeah. With the growing- I mean, there was enough work for much everything. Hey, those settlers would have gladly shook their hands and welcomed men off the boat as much as they, they bought them to help around. They didn't speak English. If you, you know, you had to buy them and, and teach them English. Where were they going to go? To another country and be sold there? Ooh. I mean, they ought to be thankful that we bought them, gave them a place to live. Uh, they put them down there in their own little shacks and let them be with their own kind, be able to learn their own cultures, figure out what part of Africa what nigger was from, if they could remember anything from where they came from, you know, and, and get their culture back in order while working for these people. What's wrong with working for working when a guy puts you up on his farm and gives you a roof and, and food? In return, you give him work. Yes. Right? <clears throat> I mean, how? That's been going on for decades. Like we say, it's not a hand out, it's a hand up. Yeah. Just buying them off the boat was saving his life. They were dying by the dozen every day. Yeah. I mean, that they were. We bought, yeah, so they started acting up and acting goofy. Then we had to ride in with our friends try to scare them like ghosts. Then it eventually got a little more violent. You know, I guess that's when the fight started. Yeah. But, you know, these niggers, they just think because you're white, you just hate them. I, I don't, I don't uh, hate them, but I just dislike them either. I mean, uh, 
there's ones that are civil that you can talk to on the job site that you have to deal with. So, I mean, you can see the difference of the civil nigger that you got to uh, work with or a uh, or just a wild nigger off the street that don't want to work with nobody. Can't work right. with their own kind. That's the way most of them are or want to try to act to make you think they're crazy. They get easy money. They want the easy job. Uh, make that white guy be the nigger over there pushing, you know, doing the hard work, cleaning the toilet, doing all this, doing that, getting low paid too. Yeah. They do get well paid. Uh, they do get well they paid. Try. Yeah, and then let alone if there was a test to be taken, you could, you could, you know, put circles around him on your test board. Yeah. We've always been smarter. Yeah, yeah so I'm guilty because I'm a little bit smarter than that nigger. Hey, when I went to school and the other kid won the spelling bee, he didn't feel guilty at all. He was happy and trotted around with his trophy. Like a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the way it went for you? When the little yeah. league team won over the other little league team, those kids were happier than shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, there's no winner. Everybody's a fucking Everybody's a winner. Even the losers are winner. Everybody gets a fucking ribbon. What's that teaching our kids? And that's not our culture. We don't teach our kids that shit. We teach our kids to get out there and work hard and you win. Get out there and you work hard for your fucking grade and, and you come out ahead of everybody else. You get on the job site and it's different. Now you got to work. You do your testing and all that. And you get a higher score. But I'm sorry, old fucking, old fucking Jimbo here has to, has to have... He didn't even make the score. We got to give you a job to Jimbo. Huh? Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, now, that's true. Now, that's having the higher score and they get the, giving the job. No. And then all through school, we teach our kids, you work hard, you study hard, you get the grades, you make promotion. That just tells them you just be a lazy ass and it may be handed to you as long as you're not white. Mm-hmm. Don't matter how hard you study, if you're white, you may not get the position anyway. Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's true. Hey, if that Nick don't get it, or the Mexican don't get it, or the transgender don't get it, they're going to give it to that man-hate bitch over there, that old lady that's been single for the last 20 years that just absolutely hates men. Uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that certainly That's can't funny. give it to the white man. I mean, there's a few white guys with promotion spots, but boy, they are weak. I don't even wonder yeah. where we ain't got a strong union anymore. How many unions you know out there that are strong? They all get weaker by the year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the kids Boy, Jimmy Hoffman's probably rolling over whatever gravy's in. And the kids, the kids keep, get, keep getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Like, there was a shooting in California today, and I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, back in the day, and this is absolutely true, we couldn't be keyboard warriors. We had, we did not have the capabilities of going to somebody, you know, just getting on a keyboard and talking shit to somebody. We had to go over to their door and knock on the door, which made us stronger individuals because if you're that brave, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to take a whooping at the same time. And I mean, that that's just what it was. Yeah. Tougher men. I mean, I've been watching the old black and white westerns a lot lately. I mean, the old man steps out of that house and he talks. That old lady starts to speak behind him. He tells her to shut up. Even if she's yeah. sticking up for him. Even whatever she had to say makes sense. Shut the fuck up and close this up. Tells that kid to do some work around that house. That kid's more than happy to do that work around that house. Uh, yeah. Ma, you know, can we shoot the guns? Yeah, we 
shoot gun. When, and when can I learn to be a gunfighter? You know, I want to shoot lead like no other. Yeah. Uh, we took a lot to our culture, our heritage. But like I said, when you Google, well, I started on Facebook uh, on the weekend. I woke up and I had this. I was trying to think of something else to call it besides white power, white pride. That's all labeled. The savage has got uh, vanilla pride going. But I thought about white culture. I mean, how's it racist if you talk about white culture? So I got on there and I, I you know, I, I, I said, what is white culture? I asked Google and it, like I said, it came back only as uh, white guilt or supremacy. I thought, well, son of a bitch, that's awful shitty. So I posted that. I thought for sure I'd get kicked off for it. Then I come back and I asked, uh, what's African pride, you know? And uh, it come up and told me all about African, I mean, African culture. Told me all about African culture. All, you know, everything they do and everything you could see, what their celebrations. I didn't read a lot of it. I was trying to, I had things to do, but I was—I had something on my mind, too. So I went to what's Chinese culture. Oh, and it showed all this Chinese culture, all this, I mean, long list of everything they do on these other races. And, uh, uh. And I asked, uh, what else was it? Mexican culture. All a bunch of shit came up, too. Well, everything those Mexicans do for their culture. Long list, long as my arm. And uh, I'll be damned. Uh, so I, 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 I was like, you know, this is downright wrong. So I, I fucking asked, uh, when did white guilt start? And I, I, I went to that page there. I was reading it, but it didn't. Somewhere in Philadelphia, it wasn't sitting on no time or year. It was just a story about a woman calling the police on a group of niggers in the park. And uh, and so uh, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. It had to start sometime after Martin Luther King had his day, and then they started guilting us down. So that would be in '64 or after they started white guilt. Shortly after yeah. that, so it's only been going on since the sixties. So, you know, we're looking at what fifty, maybe fifty-five years ago. Cause I'm a sixty-six kid, and sixty-four. So, fifty-five. Uh, you know, uh, fifty-five, fifty-six years ago it started. Now we got to huh. learn how. How did it start? Who? first called the first white who was first called when was the race racist first used i'm like google that Classify that as such. You know, uh, yeah, I'm different. Surely they do. 
kinky hair and my skin's white. Would that be racist to say that? I mean, you're just speaking the truth here. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, you're seeing it. Uh, because there are different races that to be modern, certain tyrants of racism, often based in the perception of biological differences. People refuse to take the form of social actions, practices, There's uh, political systems of poor, uh, concepts. They don't tell you no date or time or year. Racism starts. 19th century, many scientists described to the police that the human population can be divided into races. The term racism is now describing the state of being racist, i.e., describing the belief that the human population can or should be classified into race. So we're racist. We're saying we're white. Yeah, pretty much. But I can look at you and see you're white. Right? Yeah, pretty much. All I'm saying is, good Lord planted us on this earth. He didn't put a bunch of niggers mixed in with a bunch of white people. He didn't put a bunch of Chinese mixed in with it. They built the Tower of Babel, and they tried to build this tower into the heavens. He busted it down, and, and, he, and he busted them all up. And it sorted them out by tongue and, and gave them different tongues so they could never come together and try to build this tower again. So what's that mean? We're supposed to never come back together again. This melting pot shit goes against oh, our... Hold on, Mel. I'll be right by. I'm, I'll be right back, Mel. Hold on. Huh? So by religion alone, this is wrong. And uh, I don't know, man. We still get it rammed down our throat, and we're called wrong. What's the deal? Well, I lost the AD. We'll see if he calls back in. Uh, ah, it's getting close to an hour, like 13 minutes. I'm kind of wore out tonight anyway. JD comes back, we'll keep the show going. If not, I'll just shut her down for the night. Uh, where's the ass? Sorry, my boss. Boss, yeah, pal. I'm tired anyway, guys. It's been a long day. Long couple of days. Uh, I'm going to call this a wrap. Thanks for the uh, listening. The end of the ANSSFC for the night. We'll see y'all next week. Hell, Victor. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.